Amen, amen, and amen. You can have a seat this morning. Online campus, you give a shout of praise as well. Put something in the comment box. And as a matter of fact, can we give a loud, warm welcome to our online campus this morning? Come on. For those moms that are watching us online, happy Mother's Day. We love you, and we appreciate you, and we thank God for your life and what he's doing in your life, and we know that he is a faithful and a good God. And for all of our moms in the building this morning, there's quite a few moms in here this morning, we want to welcome you as well and tell you happy Mother's Day. And uh, I pray that this be a blessed, full day of what God has for you. Amen. How many of you excited to be here in the house of the Lord this morning? So I'm going to ask uh, my wife, Pastor Patty, to come up to the altar this morning. She's going to bring a message that got put in her heart. Did you turn on your mic? All right, let's turn on your mic. All right, I'm going to put it back on. Oh, you should be live there. Okay. Well, good morning to everyone. You guys are going to bring that boat forward that is here on purpose this morning on purpose right uh so yes happy mother's day miami 305 we are very excited this morning i am a mom but what god has placed in my heart is not just for moms this morning this is for every single one of you that are in here i encourage you eliminate distractions whatever is going to be distracting you uh Find a way to get rid of that this morning because God has something for you. And we need to press in to grab what the Lord has for us. Amen. So there is this boat here this morning. And I am inviting all of you to join me on this boat ride that we are going to take. This morning, we're gonna, not going to see this boat as a normal thing. We're not going to go fishing. We're not going to go sunbathing. We're not going to go find a sandbar. That is not what we're going to do. But we are going to see this boat in a different way today. And we're going to talk about Jesus. Can we talk about Jesus? Uh, it all starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. If you guys can go ahead and put the screen up there that has the different names or just what, who is Jesus, right? So who's Jesus? He is our Prince of Peace. He is the one that can give us peace when everything around us says, freak out. When everything around us says, go and hide in a corner. Well, Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Who is Jesus? He is our advocate. He is our lawyer. He is the one defending us. The Bible says that the enemy is the accuser. He is the one bringing up accusations against us. But Jesus is there ready to defend us. He is the most amazing lawyer in the entire world. There was, there is, is going to be. It is Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is my redeemer. He is the one that saves me because of the cross. He is the one that daily comes to my rescue. Jesus is my anchor, Jesus. So we're going to talk about this book, and we're going to talk about Jesus this morning. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the divine appointment that we all have with you today. I thank you, Lord, and I pray right now that we all be fertile ground, that we be that ground that would be able to receive your living word and be able to multiply and bear fruit in the name of Jesus, Lord. Just speak to us, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. You are welcome to speak to us, to show us, to reveal to us what you know that each of us need in the name name of Jesus. Amen. So if you can go with me to Mark chapter 4. 
Mark chapter 4, verse 35. I'll give you all a minute to go ahead and find that. So Mark 4, 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat onto the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the pillow, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Let's go back to verse 35 in the beginning. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with them. They were on this boat, right? It's about this boat right now. The disciples, the people that had gone on the boat, were going on this boat alone or with Jesus? With Jesus. They were going with Jesus on this boat, and they were going somewhere. They were going to go to the other side. So in our lives, as we want to go and move forward and do that, that we know that God has told us. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, in Jesus, we find purpose. So we're going to encounter Jesus today for that purpose and why you are here today. But on that boat, we have Jesus. With Jesus, we're able to go. With Jesus, we can accomplish. With Jesus, we can get to the other side. These disciples were in the right place at the right time. Can we agree with that? I mean, Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Let's get on the boat. They didn't say, Jesus, let me have 10 minutes. I need to go make sure that this is, they didn't do that. On the boat, I'm going. Jesus, you're coming with me? Okay, let's go. We're good to go. We are going on this boat. They're going. All of you here are in the right place at the right time today. All of you here online. Right place, right time. Listening to the word of God, and we are studying the word of God. And it is bringing us life. Right place, right time. Let's continue verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat onto the boat so that it was already filling. But hold on. I just said they were in the right place at the right time. What's happening? A great windstorm arose. Did they miss it? Did they like have like their ears clogged? They didn't hear that Jesus said, like, let's go? Did they miss Mark? No, they were in the right place, but a storm arose. And not just a little storm, but this wind caused these waves to not just crash against this boat. But what were the waves doing? They were going into the boat. What are the windstorms of life? I don't know what each and every one of you in here are going through. What is that storm that is pressing against you? What is that storm that is actually filling your boat? But guess who does? Jesus, your good father knows. And he knows and he will make a way. He will not abandon you. He will not leave you. He will not because he is a good father. So what does that look like? What are these waves? What are these? Well, 
For me, a time of a great windstorm, we were trying to have kids. And it was this wave of, okay, not this month, not next month. Time was passing. Okay, what's happening here? Well, we go to the doctor. And the doctor says, well, if you plan on doing this naturally, it's not going to happen. You're not, it's not going to happen for you this way. That wasn't just waves crashing against my boat. Those were waves. That was water going into my boat, causing me to want to sink, right? What are these waves? What are these waters that try to fill in? I go to the doctor because my arm hurts so much I can't even carry Samantha. And I know I have the pain. The doctor looks at it, does all their little tests that they do or whatnot. Well, it seems that you have like a torn tendon. And that means there's going to have to be like surgery. And through all, you know, you know the sequence, right? You know the sequence, they go down that path. Okay, that wasn't just a wave crashing. That was my boat being filled. But it didn't stay there, okay? It didn't stay there. Let's go to verse 38. But he was in the stern. Who's he? Jesus. Asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing. Well, we're on the boat with Jesus, but guess what? We need to be reminded. I'm here to remind you today, Jesus hasn't left your boat. You have a good father. The Holy Spirit hasn't said, lost case, moving on. I've told them 10 times. They still don't get it. Jesus hasn't abandoned you. That's not who he is. That's not who he is. You are not alone. So remember that, that Jesus is still with you upon that boat. These disciples are with Jesus. It's not like me. If you take me out there on a boat, I don't know what that wave means. I don't know, okay, the cloud. Oh, I guess we're not going to have like direct sunlight. I don't know what it means. But fishermen, they know the sea, right? They can tell you. They know it's a good day to go out. If it's not to go out, they know what it means. Well, well, the writing was on the wall. What do I mean by that? They had probably seen things like that. And in their past experiences, waves, windstorm, waves crashing, waves filling the boat. You know what the next thing's going to happen? Boat is sinking. Well, because of our life experiences, when something comes in, Sometimes we forget who we have on our boat. And we go back to the time that I've been down this road before. I know this is going to lead. And me not talking to my spouse for the next four months, I just know it. Because that's what always happens. But you know what I love when I read the Gospels again and again? That this word, immediately. This word, all of a sudden. That things seem to be going down a certain course, but something took place. Jesus touched them. They touched Jesus. Jesus spoke. Jesus spit on, their, on the ground and put it on their eyes. Like something happened that immediately caused a change. So in this boat, even though, and again, I don't know what your windstorm is. I don't know what these waves are that are filling right now. But Jesus does. And because he does... If we cast our cares on him, he will come to the rescue. He does care. He does care. He wants to see you through this. He wants to see you fully equipped 100% for what? To be able to, 
to be able to give him glory, to be able to change this city, to be able to say Miami is a city on fire for Jesus. But it takes us saying, I'm going to remember who's with me. I'm not on this boat ride by myself. It's not by my strength, because guess what? Things are going to arise. I can't face it. You're right. But I'm not alone. With Jesus, I can face it. So if you have said, this is too big for me to handle. But God, where are you? But how is this happening? I want to remind you today, Jesus is on that boat. He has not let you go. But we need to let go of past experiences, of past failures, of past fears and anxieties and things that we are holding on that doesn't allow us to see that Jesus is on that boat. Verse 39. Then he arose. Who arose? Jesus. And rebuked the winds and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But Jesus. But Jesus came in. And it didn't say that he said, tone it down. These people here are freaking out. No, no. Done. Have you ever spoken to somebody that they have like just filled your cup to like overflowing? And you just look at them and says like, we're done. Yeah, like, like, like that's it. Like, like done. Drop it. I, that's, I tell my kids, what? Drop it like a hot potato. We are done with this conversation. Jesus is like, we're done. Calm, peace, done. And there was not just a little bit of peace, but a great peace that came. But Jesus. So these storms and these waters, it's not for us to sit down and start analyzing. Well, you see, I understand that Jesus is with me. But you need to understand what they just told me. But you don't know what's in my bank account. You haven't seen the 10 bills that just came in my mail. You don't understand that a new boss just came in and everybody has said that they want a clean house and they just want to put new people in. It's not but the circumstance. It's but Jesus. But Jesus. It's not but traditions. It's not, okay, let me find that little thing that my mom would hold on to when she would pray or when she was like having a moment and it would bring her peace. No. It's but Jesus. And us knowing that this morning is not dishonoring your mom or your dad or your grandfather or grandmother or the aunts. It's not dishonoring them. It's you now being open your eyes that it's Jesus and that's it. It's not the tradition that we see in Miami all over the place of having this, you know, I need to sign up for this horoscope to come in. Or I need to sign up for this to happen. And I need to make sure that, you know, I honor this over here. Oh, where's my little red little rope to make sure, you know, just in case, you know, because it worked for so-and-so. No, it's but Jesus. Because Jesus, the name above all name with Jesus is when then the only one that can say done, peace, calm. It's called Jesus. It's called Jesus. Let's go to verse 40. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They were in great panic. 
They called out to Jesus. Jesus came to the rescue. But Jesus doesn't want to just leave us there as like the calling card. He wants to show us there's a better way. We don't have to live, live in freak out moment after freak out moment. and having. We don't have to live like that. He is with us. And he wants us to have the confidence that no matter what, when I am going through this life, going from here to there, I am going to get there because I have Jesus on the boat with me. I have Jesus. And I don't need Jesus just for salvation. I don't need Jesus just because I don't want to go to hell. No, I need Jesus every day of my life. Every day. And the more that you allow yourself to be used by God, guess what? The more you need of Jesus. The more it's going to require less of you, less of that flesh, of those natural tendencies. It's more of Jesus. More of Jesus means I don't have to feel alone anymore. It's that feeling of, I know it's somebody in here that you're in a crowded room and everybody's having a great time, but you have this emptiness inside. Who's the answer? Jesus. That fullness, that peace only comes from Jesus. And he is here. And today is a day for a reawakening to be able to believe that he walks with us and he has not left us alone. In Genesis 18, 14, it says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Anybody heard of, like, Abraham and of Sarah? Okay, now I'm going to make you do, like, Father Abraham had many sons, okay? Um, but this is Sarah that her body had said, no more kids. I mean, it had been a while that the body had said, we're done. And God is saying, is anything too difficult for me? So I want you to think of that wave, of that storm. What is that thing pushing against you? Take a minute right now and think about it. And my question to you, is anything too hard for the Lord? We were declaring a few minutes ago, you turn dry bones into what? Armies. Not just into living things, but into armies to conquer. You make a way. The sea was parted, and they passed on dry land. Supernatural God. So that storm does require something. It requires supernatural miracle. On, yes. And that's what Jesus does. Yes. That's what Jesus does. Jesus healed everyone. Jesus delivered everyone. Because that's who he is. In Jesus, we find that fullness. So again, is anything too difficult for him? No. For us, probably, but not for him. There's not an illness. There's not a marriage that's too far gone, kids that are too far gone, job situation, schooling. Nothing is too difficult for God. Numbers 11.23 says, And the Lord said to Moses, anybody heard of Moses? Okay. It's the one that the Lord used to part the Red Sea, right? He put the staff, Red Sea. We just made reference to that. Has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see 
whether what I say will happen to you or not. It's not too far from his reach. He can reach it all. He can touch it all. No matter how small, no matter how big. No matter what it is, if it's pushing against your boat, Jesus is the solution. He is the solution to that. Our eyes need to be on Jesus. He is the cornerstone. He is the strength. It's that faith that whatever mountain comes, you are so confident that you know who is with you, that you can tell that mountain move, and it shall be moved. But it's that faith that doesn't waver. It's the faith that pleases God, the faith that believes. But what if, I don't know, is it, have you ever wavered in your faith? I have. So what do we do? What do we do when we haven't had that 100% all the time? It's called repentance. We come to God. Jesus preached that. Do you know that? That the Bible said Jesus preached about repentance all the time because he made a way. It's not just acknowledge that you're wrong and just have a moment and just know. Acknowledge, I have failed. I messed up. I have doubted. I have had a roller coaster faith. I have had fear. I have been guided by that. I've been in depression, anxiety. It's recognizing. But today, I'm going to repent. And Jesus is going to see me through. In the original, repentance is a change of mind. Romans 12. 12, 1 and 2 says that our minds need to be transformed, right? The renewing of our minds, a constant thing daily. Lord, renew us. That awakening that I am going to believe. I am going to believe. This boat, again, I, don't, I want you every time. I mean, we live in Miami. You see boats all the time, right? If it's not in somebody's like backyard, it's actually in the water. A boat represents what? That Jesus is with me. But I need to remind myself. Remind yourself. I mean, I forget things all the time. Alexandra, how many times do I forget where my phone is? All the time. All the time. So I need to remind myself of certain things all the time. Because we're forgetful. And even though Jesus did it for us a little while ago, a lot of while ago, Sometimes we forget. So we need to stir it up and remind ourselves, hold on. It looks like this, but Jesus is with me. And Jesus does things all of a sudden. And Jesus does things that doesn't make sense. He doesn't go through our normal processing of stuff. He is a supernatural God that does things that doesn't make sense, but there is life and abundant life. It's not just being able to be here and be able to walk, oh, how nice. No, it's abundant life, a life full of hope, a life full of joy, a life full of peace, a life full of happiness. It is what Jesus has for us, that abundant life. And we need to reawaken our belief that if Jesus is with us, who? Who can be against us? Who can be against us? Who dare to come up to Jesus? It's like you see certain people are like, oh, nobody's going to mess with them. And you know another one? Ah, maybe. Nobody's going to mess with Jesus. He is with us, and he does not leave us.
because we have a good father. I'm going to ask all of you to, to stand up. We're going to pray two things this morning. If the worship team can come up. We're going to pray against any of these windstorms that have been stirred up in our lives. Any of these windstorms that it doesn't just look ugly, it feels ugly. Your feet are getting soaked by the amount of water that's coming in. But we're not going to pray against the water. Jesus didn't pray against the waves. What did he do? What was causing the waves? He went beyond. Because when he fixes something, he fixes it 100%. Great calm, great peace, not just a little, not just partial, not just for this moment, but I'm going to get you to the other side. So if you can join me, we're going to pray, and I'm going to lead you guys in prayer, but I want you guys praying. I want it to get loud in here. I want you to get upset at the enemy. You know, like when I said those people that you're like, enough, like we are done. Like you need to get like that with the enemy. We're done. Enough. Enough. I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I have rights. And I am going to pay up right now. I want everything that's entitled to me. And that is my peace, my joy, my healing, my deliverance, a sound mind, a happy marriage, children that serve the Lord and love the Lord. It is everything. It is provision. It is abundance. Why does God want to provide for you abundantly? So you can go and bless others. So don't shortchange what God is trying to do. Don't just say, God, I want a little bit. Just give me enough to be okay. No. Give me abundantly because I'm going to go and I'm going to bless others. And we're going to change the city for Jesus. Lord, right now, Father, we come before your presence, acknowledging that you are a good father, acknowledging that you love us, that we are not alone, that you walk with us. And right now, Lord, we speak to those windstorms. We speak to that wind right now, and we say, peace, done, in the name of Jesus. We speak, we speak against that storm of anxiety, and right now we say, done in the name of Jesus. We reclaim our peace right now. We reclaim the peace upon our life. Right now we speak against those thoughts of suicide. Those thoughts that are trying to cause issues in our mind, thinking that we're going crazy. Right now we speak to those thoughts and we declare peace right now in the name of Jesus. We speak against those thoughts of saying I want to quit. I want to give up on my marriage. I want to give up on my kids. We speak to that right now and we say done out right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus oh right now father we speak against the winds of disease of disease and illness and we say right now be gone in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh Lord you are good you are good Lord and Lord we repent we repent join me now ladies and gentlemen we repent Lord for doubting. We repent, Father, for not trusting in you with all our heart. We repent right now, Lord. We turn back to you. Put you first. You are first. Nothing else takes that place. You are first, Lord. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified. Let's go.